Hello and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko and the co-host on the West Coast, Mr. Chad Smart. Chad, a new week. How are you, sir? Is it a new week? I've lost track of time, space, everything. All I see are my four walls closing in. It's it's a new week, and I encourage you to get outside, take a walk, uh, catch some of that SoCal air that I hear right now is as clean as it's ever been. Hmm. Yeah, I I did go out for a walk actually earlier today, and you know the sky was a nice smog orange <laughs> instead of a smog brown. So no, it's all clear. Yeah, I think they have said that the, you know this little quarantine has helped. The air quality here in Los Angeles, but uh, I was just reading actually before uh, we started recording that due to all of everybody being you know trapped inside these last couple months, that they're expecting the greenhouse gases to go down about five percent this year, uh, which is still way above what the climate change people want. Sure. So, uh, yeah, let's say. that is a, you know, I think looking at climate change then would be a big, big issue. Are you saying that Greta Thunberg is behind the coronavirus <laughs> to, to you know, lower I'm greenhouse emissions? Uh, no, I, I'm not going that far. I, I, and I will save my uh, thoughts on this Thunberg, Thunberg, whatever her name is, people of the year, people... Or is it Time Magazine's Person of the Year, which was a complete shock. Anyway, uh, we'll set that for my show, Politiclamity, if we ever do another episode. Sounds because good. we're not here to discuss climate change this week, Greg. Although I guess we could have picked that topic, because I think that's something that's been going on through the generations. And we could talk about what it was like in your childhood with the, with the climate change, and I could talk about what it was like in the 80s with the acid rain an episode of different strokes but and I, I, I do that's funny that you mentioned acid rain because i was just about to mention that i remember sitting in school and i don't remember what grade but it was single digit you know grade school and they were making uh acid rain like a big thing in the 80s and maybe it's because i don't live in la uh or new york or anything like that but like i don't i don't think st louis ever had an acid rain problem um but anyway, that, to your point, you're right. We're not here to talk climate change, acid rain, or acid. Um, we're here to talk about a movie from 2016 that I found on Hulu. However, uh, I'm also uh, here to tell you it's uh, available for free on Vudu and the Tubi app. And we're here to talk about, because we haven't had it, since spring training, and spring training seems like 18 years ago, we're going to hear talk a little bit about some baseball with the movie Undrafted. And the first thing that I want to say about this movie is, uh, I mean, there's a lot that I want to say about this movie. Um, it, it's based on a true story. And the writer, director, and one of the stars uh, in Undrafted is the uh, same person, Joe Mazzello, who uh, was Tim in Jurassic Park years ago. And the, the, he actually wrote the movie about his brother. Uh, it is about... Uh, the 
the larger picture is it's about his brother John, or in the movie it's Maz, uh, who did not get drafted in the 2000, I think it's 8. Uh, all I know is that the only uh, historical timepiece that we had to go by was the coach for uh, uh, the D-backs, as it were, had a flip phone. So you know it wasn't you know, based in the time that it was uh, uh, filmed. But uh, he didn't. He did not get drafted. Had you know a lot of promise. Was supposed to be a mid-round pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Went undrafted. Hence the title of the movie. And it's kind of questioning baseball at all. You know, he he given everything to baseball uh, in his life. Uh, and we'll get to that here a little later in our rundown of it. Um, didn't get drafted. Went on uh, to have a very successful life. Um, but you know, his brother Joe, uh, the the actor. Uh, wrote and directed and uh, was a teammate, you know, uh, uh, perhaps fictional or, or, you know, he wasn't, he didn't play his brother. He was uh, a teammate of his brother's in the movie. Uh, Undrafted, Chad, where do you fall on Undrafted? Well, I have to say, I I was not familiar with this film until you told me what we were watching. And I didn't look anything up. I just kind of looked at the title, maybe the first sentence of the synopsis on Hulu and I thought this was going to be one of those like faith-based uplifting movies with a message Mm -hmm. and then like five minutes in there's like liberal use of the Mm F-bomb like ooh okay not a faith-based movie not it (laughs) and uh, yeah that was uh, that was interesting I you know I I did notice Joseph Mazzella's name if I pronounced that correctly Masello, um, and I, you know, when I started watching it, one of the things that jumped out were all the, I guess, bit actors that I recognized. Um, I don't know. Do you watch the Goldbergs? Uh yes. Okay, so one of the players is Andy, one of the members of the JTP. JTP. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Goldbergs. And uh, him, and then Ryan Pinkston. You remember Punked? Ashton Kutcher show. He, he was um, guard, but the assistant manager. He was the catcher. You know what? It, it's I'm, I'm going I'm, yes. I'm to do a deep cut here. I actually remember him from uh, the Quintuplets. Did you ever watch the Quintuplets 15 years ago? I, I know of it. I might have seen like one episode. He was like he was like the runt of the litter to, to put it. Um, I guess politely. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to, it has two superhero, uh, actors in it. Uh, one being Chase Crawford, uh, who plays, you know, kind of a smart ass, you know, doesn't, he's like, you know, it's potentially the last game of the season. I'm not going to slide. I'm not going to get my uniform dirty, uh, anything like that. Uh, but if you're not familiar with the name, if you watched The Boys on Amazon Prime, he played The Deep. Uh, and it's kind of funny watching the the character that he plays in the, in this movie, Undrafted, because there are, uh, I don't want to say signs of, if, if you've, did you ever watch the, the Boys on Amazon Prime? I did. Okay, so you know about The Deep, the character, and, and how he's just, he's, he's a slime ball, uh, and you get, you get like little glimpses of this, you know, like I don't care about you, I don't care, I don't want to be here type of, you know, 
um, elements of that in in his character uh, here in Undrafted. But more mainstream than that, CW, Supergirl, and probably very soon to have his own uh, spinoff, is, uh, I I just saw it here and I can't remember, Tyler, was it uh, Heckrin or... He he plays Superman on Supergirl. I don't I don't think uh, that's the uh, the last I don't think that's the correct last name. Um, yeah, oh Hecklin or Hoechlin. Tyler Hoechlin. He was the pitcher in in uh, Undrafted. Okay, yeah, I'm not familiar with him. Chase Crawford. I actually know the name. I, I did not recognize him in the movie. I know the name from the Gossip Girl TV show. Hmm. Uh, I did not recognize him as the deep, and and I was trying to figure out which one was like the coach, because I don't know, I can't remember what his character's name is. So I can't find him on the um, on the so, cast listing, but he he was doing a very good impersonation of uh, late era Saved by the Bell Mark Paul Gosselaar. Uh, so that was Duke Davis Roberts. And okay. and some of his other, I mean, it's funny because you mentioned you know these are a lot of familiar faces even if you don't know their names. Um, but uh, for example, Duke uh, Duke Davis Roberts uh, has been in Longmire. Uh, he was in uh, the Night Shift, uh, Justified. I mean, he's 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 got some some credits under his name. Um, it uh, I don't know this this isn't burying the lead. But uh, Jim Belushi is in it. I mean, as far as you know, recognizable, um, mm-hmm. you know, character, recognizable actors, and one that I recognized right away. Oh, Billy Gardell, Gardell, uh, who had his own sitcom. Was it uh, Mike and Molly? I think um, he was the home plate yeah, umpire. He's on the. Yeah. Um, he's got a new show on CBS right now. Okay, the one that Matt Barr is that a name that you're familiar with? It is not. So he was the main instigator on on the opposing team. Um, I he was in the the layover. He was in uh, some episodes of Sleepy Hollow. Um, He was in the no, that's a TV show. He was in Hatfields and McCoys. I'm trying to find. I feel like there was something specifically that I remember seeing him in, and that it's not jumping out at me. Looking at his, you know, but he was in. You know, Bones, he was in One Tree Hill. I mean, I'm just looking at names of, or, you know, he was in Gossip Girl. Talk about that connection. Uh, ER, he is, I mean, his credits go back to 2003. Um, American Pie Presents Band Camp, that's the one. Of all the things, he, oh, yeah. he, he was the, the D-bag was in that movie, too. He was younger brother, right? No, he, he was... Um, no, I'm... Someone else. Never mind. No, yeah, but he was he was he was in Bandcamp. He was he was the uh, antagonist in Bandcamp as well. Um, but that's where I remember seeing him from. But I hadn't seen him in in uh, a long time, so I didn't I didn't even know the name. But again, you it's as you mentioned, just you know, as you summarized very briefly, this movie is full of familiar faces, even if you don't necessarily know uh, all of their names. Um, let Let's. I mean, we've we've talked a little bit about the the premise of the movie, the synopsis. Um, I didn't know anything about the movie, and kind of like you, I just yeah, I said, you know, it's it's the end of April, and we haven't had baseball in six weeks. 
I'm I just want to watch some baseball and and so I picked this one. I've got a couple others queued up ready to go for future uh episodes. So, you know, looking forward to what I pick versus what you pick because that's always fun. Uh, you know, how how our personalities, you know, how how our selections are uh uh go, but what did you think of the movie? I know you said it didn't it it didn't meet expectations right away because you saw undrafted and and as did I. I thought that it was going to be uh you know, a movie about overcoming obstacles with, you know, a higher, I don't know, a higher purpose, higher calling type of thing. Um, and in, in a way it was over about overcoming obstacles, but the obstacle of, you know, maybe self expectation. Uh, so what did you think of the movie? I thought it was an interesting choice to have the, movie be just the baseball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to think of other movies that have done that. I know for love of the game, I think takes place during one game, but they have scenes flashing back. Oh, to absolutely. Other parts of the, of Kevin Costner's life. Uh, but this is until the very end is just the baseball game. You know, it's them showing up before the game starts. And then I, I found it interesting because it takes place the playoffs of a summer league game mm-hmm. and the fact that you know the fans there really aren't any fans there other than family members right until a big fight happens and then they and then like the entire town comes out for the game that's kind of interesting and and uh, uh, yeah i found go ahead go ahead no you first i insist <laughs> i was gonna say i i I, found, I mean i found it interesting uh, I did think the constant yelling of the players in the dugout got to be a big grating at times, and and I don't understand the opposing team and all their cheerleader uh, routines that they would do from the dugout. I don't know if that's a baseball thing that I just uh, am not aware of, but that's so yeah, exciting. I, I thought that I thought overall the movie was an interesting look at a baseball game. So yeah, the movie um, opens up with you know some of the the D backs who are you know the good guys at least in this uh, they're rolling up in in beat up you know vehicles and and one of them the the driver's uh, wind window is held up with duct tape and they're all kind of coming together and stretching and whatnot and then they see the, a bus pull up and they're like what who's that and they said <laughs> they're joking like hey, these guys rented a bus can you believe it. Uh, and then they see guys, uh, you know, stepping off the bus in the Bulldogs, uh, you know, their their opponents, their uniforms. And like, these aren't the same guys that we just played last week. And so you get Matt Barr's character uh, out there. Right? He's like, no, no, this is the official roster. It's been like this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the umpire, um, he's like, ah, whatever. He said, are he, they're like, are you really going to contest this roster for this intramural, you know, semifinal game? And he's going off this long list of like, regional, uh, you know, city league, uh, intramural, sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. And, and uh, the coach, uh, Duke character, Ty, I, I believe, says, he's like, yeah, I want it on the record. He's like, all right, it's on the record. Uh, so they, But they bring in a ringer. You find out that uh, the closer of the Bulldogs is, uh, you know, in the he's being groomed by the Philadelphia Phillies. He's in their farm system. Um, and so it's – 
you know, this is this is the semifinal game. This is the go to the championship. And you've got, you know, the ragtag bunch of, you know, guys who just want to go out there and have fun, but they're all uh, you know, kind of they're all playing for the one guy who didn't get drafted, you know, and they there was some promise. You know, he had some good athletes on there, some guys who, you know, if they would have tried just a little bit harder, as you come to find out through context of the movie, they they would have applied themselves, as my mom would say, uh, then they could have been something. Um, but they're all really just out there for uh, Maz, John Mazzella, uh, you know, the, the main, you know, athlete, the guy who's dedicated, you know, his every waking breath since he was four years old, getting a ball in the glove at Christmas time. He's, he's dedicated his life to baseball. And, and, uh, yeah, you mentioned a fight you, uh, and there was Chase Crawford's character that I mentioned, who's very much like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm just the DH. I'm not going to slide. They, they had the opportunity to take a lead. Uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm not going to you know exert any extra energy. I'm just going to coast into third rather than hustle in and, and it actually starts a, a fight between him and the third base coach, the B main coach, Ty. Um, you know about like why won't you? He's like, eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get my you know, uniform dirty. So Ty starts picking up dirt and throwing it at the guy, and the <laughs> ump's like, Hey, come on, guys, can we? You, you want to knock it off? Come on, let's go. Let's let's play ball. You're on the same team, type of thing. But then there's a fight in the eighth inning, I believe, eighth or ninth. Now I can't remember. When I think it's early in the, I would say seventh or eighth inning. Okay, but but the latter half when um yeah, uh, the um uh, the bulldogs are are taking a lead and they're trying to hammer it home and you've got this big guy barreling down on on Garvey who's an, the undersized uh, catcher and he just not lays into him knocks him out Garvey the catcher holds onto the ball for the out but he's unconscious he's not getting up and so that. Because he's the brother or brother-in-law of Ty, the the coach, that starts a fight. And that's when, you know, you, you've got the 12 guys on the D-backs and 20 or so guys on the Bulldogs. And it's bench-clearing brawl, but because they're outnumbered, like, you know, the John Belushi, or Jim Belushi's character, not John Belushi, Jim Belushi's character, you know, comes in. They're trying to, the townspeople, that's when, as you mentioned, the crowd starts, you know, gathering around. Cops are called. The catcher, Garvey's taken out on the stretcher. Um, Ty and another player are arrested and set in the back of a police cruiser. And uh, they're like, well, can you turn the car around so we can watch the game? No. Well, can you adjust the mirror so we can at least see the game? He's like, all right, fine. And then the cop leaves. Like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go watch the game. But it was at that moment that Galvin, you had, by and large, a lot of, you know, guys who, eh, you know, we're just out there having fun playing summer ball. And then you had Chase Crawford's character who's like, I'm, I'm not going to get dirty. But that was like the galvanizing moment of the team where they came together because, uh, you know, Maz had not been drafted. He was questioning. He's like, ah, this is probably going to be my last baseball game ever. You know, I'm not going to – if I'm not going to get drafted this year, it's probably never going to happen. I probably won't even go to the you – know, we're probably not going to win, but if we do, I'm probably not going to go to the championship game type of thing. This is probably just going to be my last game ever. And you see him kind of giving a half-hearted effort until that fight that I think that, despite the fact it's so late in the game, brought everybody together. Um, and, and that kind of gets us up to, you know, that climactic, uh, you know, half hour, the, the climactic inning, if you will. Uh, are you with me so far, Chad? I mean, you watched the movie, but am I doing a good job of explaining it? Uh, I am with you. I, I just, 
you're reminding me of my biggest, well, one of my complaints with this film is unless I just zoned out and missed it, there's no on-screen um, explanation for like what the score is or where the, what inning they're in there. Cause there's no announced team to give you a play by play and sneak that information in. And so when they're talking about how many runs they need, you, you have no idea what the score is. Well, the game, you just know that obviously the, you know, the winning, the, the good guys are going to come back from adversity and, and so win. It, it's important to note, and I'm not trying to discredit you in any way, shape or form. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but after a run was scored, they did put up, you know, like, because the D-backs scored the first run. And so after that, it was like, you know, Bulldog 0, D-backs 1. And then, you know, I think you go fast forward a few innings or towards the end of the game when it's Bulldogs 3. And so you know that, you know, it's going to be a come-from-behind type of type of tale. So I don't know if you saw the, the they did post that on like lettering on the on the screen yeah i did not okay so turned away during that one moment like when i watched the irishman and missed the one pivotal 15 seconds out of that three and a half hour film anyway don't don't uh, i don't know because you didn't like the irishman but don't let's not call this the irishman of baseball movies no i i mean this movie was fine It, it is what it is i I wasn't impressed with this film I, as much as I, I liked the cast and it was interesting to see the, you know, who the writer director was, but I, overall I just found this to be kind of like baseball movie 101. There wasn't anything in this film that I felt added to, you know, to the, to the baseball genre. I, for me, it, and again, I, we look at, at entertainment, we look at movies in two very different ways, and and this is uh, an observation, and, and call me out on it if you think I'm wrong. I, and don't take, don't take the, what I'm about to say as is, is being critical, but I think that you look at things through a critical lens because... I went to film school. You went to film school, and that's not being that's not being pretentious. That's, no, film school ruined me to be able to watch <laughs> most films objectively <laughs> because I am more crazy. And that's like uh, during the you know end of the baseball game when um, guy gets a hit. I, I found it shot very and edited very poorly. So I'm like, okay, did he get a home run? Is it just going into the outfit? Like, you know, I, I think kind of some of the shots were too tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that again, that's me being critical or trying to be constructively critical uh, of the scene. And like I said, I, I enjoyed this movie, but with other movies out there like Bad News Bears, The Sandlot, um, or even like The Bull Durham, is this going to rank up there with those films in my mind? No. So I, because I, I knew that about you, I, I, I loved the movie. Um, I, in fact, I, I took to Twitter and I sent a DM to, uh, uh, Joe Mazzello, the, you know, as we mentioned, writer, um, director and, you know, one of the D backs. And I said, Hey, um, thank you for this movie. I, I really enjoyed it. You want to come on the show? Me and my friend Chad are going to talk about, it. uh, he, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. 
Um, by the way, if we ever have Joe on, we're just going to do an undrafted revisited. Uh, and, and <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, I'm going to edit out all the parts where Chad said bad stuff, but no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I, I, here's the thing. This, I mean, it's an enjoyable film. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this movie, in, in going back to what you said, I, I meant to touch on it earlier, but uh, dugouts chirp like that. There is a lot of communication. Now, it's not always choreographed. And I think the uh, <laughs> Bulldogs did like a little song and dance once, and, and in, in all my years of baseball, I never did that. But there's a lot of talking and a lot of chirping that goes on from one dugout to the other, from one dugout to the field. Um, so that part, it, a lot of times... This movie took me back to playing ball, um, which I didn't expect from it, um, but I just so genuinely loved about this movie because I was one of those guys. I was a 10-run guy when I played baseball. I played if we were up by 10 runs. I played if we were down by 10 runs. Like I didn't get in any action where my involvement could hinder uh, you know, the outcome. It was... And it's why, you know, I joked with uh, Mike Luther, the co-host of the year over on Nerd United a couple weeks ago. We were talking about prom. I hated the fact that prom night fell on a night where we were playing a bigger school because that took away my opportunity to get into the game. I knew that they were going to beat the crap out of us. Uh, and uh, so I, I wanted I would rather play baseball than go to prom. Um, but I I this movie took me back to being in the dugout and I, I felt like I could, you know, smell the grass and, and taste the dirt um, to the aspect, to the technical aspect about it, uh, what you said, you know, there were a lot of, you know, soft pop flies, you know, <laughs> when, uh, when the guys uh, at the batter or at the plate were making contact, they were a lot of balls hit up. I didn't think I saw a single ground ball uh, through the entire movie. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that's just, you know, for visual aspect or, you know, it, it creates more drama if it's a pop fly, things like that. Uh, I did like the uh, little bit there at the end where they showed like the actual footage of the of the uh, you know somebody taking cell phone video or camcorder video of the actual game that this because this was based on a true story. I mean, the the team we even wore red when they won, and uh, uh, you know they so it, it's a little 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 touch uh, that shows like hey this this actually happened and this was a guy who you know, could have gone and played pro, but for whatever reason he didn't. And then uh, it was fitting because at that they said, you know, he's he's good. He's got a wife and a baby boy, and, you know, it, things worked all right for John, for Maz, as it were. But for me, this movie just took me back to, like, being in high school and, you know, sitting in the dugout and eating sunflower seeds and keeping a pitch chart and and uh, just playing ball, doing, doing what kids do. And, and I mentioned it, you know, earlier on but there's right before Maz's last at bat you see the dad watching his son and that was a son that uh you know he he taught how to play baseball you know he he you know played catch with him he you know you know uh tossed um not tossed but hit uh you know ground balls and pop flies too taught him the game and you see Jim Belushi uh as uh, Mr. Mazeller, you know, Maz's dad, you see him tearing up a little bit and there's that little connection between father and son. And I think for so many, uh, you know, so many boys or, or, you know, so many athletes, maybe that, that parental connection, be it, you know, father, son, mother, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter, whatever it would be, 
to have that support system and that, hey, they've believed in me from the very beginning. And, you know, Maz wasn't going out there trying to win the game for his dad. I think he was doing it for his, his brothers on the team, you know, for, for the guys that he'd spent that summer with and, and however many summers playing ball with. They were all trying to, uh, you know, play for him, you know, and uh, raise his spirits and, and you know, just – I, I don't know how to summarize briefly. That's always my problem on this show, Chad. That's why we keep it at 30 minutes. Otherwise, I'd go forever. <laughs> but uh, um, the, everything about this movie just felt like, you know, my my high school years of being in the dugout. And I think, you know, the, the times play and catch and, and the hopes that I have of playing catch with my son, you know, as he gets older and, and teaching him to love sports. Um, so for, for that reason... I mean, like I said, I laughed. I almost, I almost got a little teary-eyed there at the very end of the movie. Um, this, just, just this one for whatever reason, it, it hit on all cylinders with me. Well, art is subjective. Like I said, I, I the movie was fine. I, I think part of it, to my, um, you know, dislike was some of the, like I mentioned earlier, some of the uh, scenes in the dugout where people are just yelling over each other. It seemed to go on too long and, and was a bit uh, grating on my nerves. But I, going back to the chirping real quick, you know, you and I are both fans of Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. We love the chirping that goes on in that show. So I understand the chirping. I just thought the dance routines were a little <laughs> over, a little too much. But uh, Greg, unfortunately, we are out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.